everybody, welcome back for another episode of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted here on February 16th, 2022 as we go into our deeper dive into the Word, which was preached upon this past weekend as we dived into some Luke, some Jeremiah, and maybe even some Psalm 1. So, Pastor, good to be with you. Hey, great to be back with you, uh, Pastor, PD. Um, good, to, good to hang out with you and to be with everybody else. Thanks for joining us on uh, a deeper dive. Right, as we get to dive deeper into the Word of God, because, you know, as we kind of said in the introduction, you know, as pastors, we don't always get into the full text when we're, or the full kind of study that we get into when we study and preach upon God's Word each weekend, because, you know, we only have so much time, and so we just kind of figured, let's do a deeper dive into what we kind of looked into as we were studying, and not only now do you get to hear the person who was preaching on that text, but also the other pastor where we get to bounce off each other and have a great conversation over the text. Yeah, hopefully you'll be uh, enriched by this, and uh, it'll give us a, uh, an avenue to expand a little bit more than when we couldn't, as Pastor said in a sermon. And uh, so hopefully it'll be uplifting to you all, and uh, it'll be it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to kind of uh, lead you down into God's Word a little bit deeper. Right, and so I think maybe it might be good for those who maybe weren't in church or missed it, or just a reminder. So the gospel reading, which is usually what we preach off of each weekend, was from the Gospel of Luke. So I'm going to read that just so everybody gets a kind of a feel for where we're at in the Gospel of Luke. Yeah, good chapter, idea. Chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. So if you have a Bible as you're listening, you can open up. If not, that's not a problem, because if you're driving, I don't recommend opening <laughs> up your Bible and reading. That I don't think the other drivers would appreciate all that much. But, so Luke 16, 17 through 26 says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him, for power came out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you, and spurn your name as evil. On account of the Son of Man, rejoice in the day, that day. And leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. And woe to you when all people speak well of you, so for so their fathers did to the false prophets." So that's our gospel reading that we I preached upon this past weekend, and you know I was focusing on that coming and what were the people coming to do to Jesus to hear him and to be healed by him. Mm. Yeah, and this is just another occasion where Jesus is preaching to a multitude. It sounds very similar to Matthew's Sermon on the Mount in Matthew right. chapter five, but here it's a different place because it said that Jesus came onto a level place, right? So sometimes this is called the Sermon on the Plain um, rather than the, the Sermon, Sermon on, on the Mount. Mount. Yeah. But uh, very similar in terms of like what he shared. And uh, But here the difference is the he not only gives the blessings, but the woes. Right. And, you know, who wants to hear the woes? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody wants to hear how they're blessed. 
And uh, but yet, um, Jesus, you know, uses kind of a, a law and gospel approach, right? And you know, you see that even. And I guess maybe not, maybe, I don't know, like I think even with the Beatitudes where it's like, blessed are the poor, that almost feels like the law, like, oh, for you're struggling, mm-hmm. but yours is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So it always ends with that gospel message there. Right, right. Yeah, and again, just like in the Beatitudes in Matthew, it's that present blessing of the kingdom of God is yours now, not right. necessarily in the future, which the next verses talk about for, you know, you shall be satisfied, for you shall laugh. You know, that's kind of like a looking forward, a future blessing kind of thing. Right. So it's that interesting thing. And, you know, you think about the healing and the hearing, you know, I think about that healing Mm -hmm. and how we're healed by God's word. Right. Well, yeah, with the power, I think it's really important that it shows what the people were looking for in this a great multitude of people that came from all of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. I mean, this was like people were making a pilgrimage almost, right. it seems, to come and see them. Right. I mean, and you know, and I kind of talked about that with my message on Sunday. Like, you know, do we really do that for church these days? Like, you know, we can find the closest oneness maybe or uh-huh. you know the willingness of what they were willing to go through. And then you think about, you know, it wasn't like they could hop in their car or hop in a plane and get there. Mm-hmm. It was by feet, by donkey, you know, by boat if that was, you know, like, you know, Paul's missionary journeys. It wasn't the easiest way to get to places. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like last night I was seeing something on Facebook of one of my seminary professors, uh, Dr. Charles Geeshan. He's speaking in Minneapolis uh, next Monday. Okay, and I got, oh, that's my day off. Could I could I go and drive up to Minneapolis to see my beloved Dr. Gishan, who is so kind to me in summer Greek. He would <laughs> allow me to continue to do the quizzes even after everybody left the room, and he would say, Warren, just shut the light off when you leave. <laughs> I mean, he's so kind. And I thought, oh, I would love to go see him speak. And it was on, like, a current event topic of, like, you know, what we're all confronted with. But then I thought, oh, man, it's at 7 p.m., Oh, I got to be back at work the next day. I don't think I can do it. So, you know, it was it would have been a journey, but I just wasn't willing, you know, right. like but these people were very willing to cross all sorts of, you know, landscapes to hear Jesus. Right. And but I'm like that it's like, well, can you blame them? It is Jesus and they were hearing the reports of what was going on. Yeah. We got to see this guy. Right. And you know, to think like, you know, to hear about those miracles and be like, you know, I want to be healed because you can only imagine the pain and suffering they might be going through. And then you even think about that, that if they're pain and suffering of get going through that, then traveling in that pain mm. and suffering, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if I'm sick or not feeling good... I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't want to travel. I, I like just being in my bed. Yeah, for sure. And um, so, like it said in verse 18, they came to hear him, number one, and they had an expectation to be healed of their diseases. Um and so we see, you know, some of those diseases, some who were troubled. Um, unclean, the, unclean spirits. Unclean spirits. Uh, they were seeking to be cured. And I just love how they come first to hear them. And you kind of got to that a little bit about the power of God's word uh, right. to our lives. And the way Luke sets this up is to hear God's word and then to be cured. Um I think that's something that Jesus uses 
to draw people into a faith moment of trusting in him uh, when they hear what he has to say. Um, it reminded me of just a, a couple of weeks ago when I was preaching on uh, Peter and James and John with the great catch of fish. Uh, before the big miracle of the fish, Jesus was standing in the boat right off the shore, and there was there was a number of people on the shoreline, and he was teaching the word of God to them. So the his power... Uh, was changing their lives uh, through what he was saying. And right. then came the miracle. So this is kind of setting up the same way. Right, that power of his word. And I think we see that in our own lives, the power of God's word. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we are looking for that healing, you know, when you hear God's word, like you're comforted by that, you know. For we sure. We see that kind of with the Beatitudes, I feel a little bit, you know, you know, it says, you know, blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. So we see that, like, you know, that comfort, mm-hmm. so to speak, that, you know, we might be weeping in a sense that we're in pain and sorrow, but we shall laugh. Yeah, it's like a season of weeping, right? And right. Uh, there's hope in knowing that laughter comes. And it's, a, it's, a, it's the ability to laugh and come out of weeping affected by the blessings of Jesus himself. Right, and I know, you know, you think about that, you think about God's Word, I go back to our Old Testament reading from Jeremiah, and, you know, looking at verses 5 through 7, and you can even go 5 through 8, actually. In uh, verse 7, or chapter 7. 7 yeah, so yeah. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Mm-hmm. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the perched places of the wilderness, and in an inhabited salt land. Blessed, or blessed, is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, and does not fear from when heat comes, for its leaves remains green, for its leaves remain green. It is not anxious in all the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So when I read that and I think about that, I think about, you know, where are we putting our trust in those moments of when we're sick or struggling? Are we putting it in ourselves Mm. or are we putting it in God? Yeah, and right there, it's like, well, this is what happens when you trust man or trust yourself um, and and make, you know, your own flesh your strength, which really is the message of our world. You know, it's like you have the strength within you. You have the power within you to change what you can well, yeah, we have that, but there is a there is a finite sense of that. There is a limitation or a cap, right. and uh, especially where you know in Jeremiah he says, "Whose heart turns away from the Lord," and that that makes sense. Like if people are trusting more in themselves or mankind, they kind of begin to think, "I, I have no reason to trust God." Right, you know? and, and you see the opposite of the people in our gospel reading that we've been talking about. Where did they turn? Mm. They turned to Christ. They went to him. Yeah. And, you know, they, they didn't turn to themselves, turn inward, and be like, you know, I got this. And kind of like I preached a couple of weeks ago about, you know, we can hold up those things for maybe those struggles for a little bit of time. And then it comes crushing down upon us. Yeah. Yeah. We become, like it says, uh, he who dwells in the parched places of the wilderness. I mean, that's like. That does not sound like a place I want to be. No, it's like so dry and like cracking and like no strength. And, uh, you know, that's what happens when we walk along, uh, walk away from the Lord. But then he flips it, and uh, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. 
He's like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Uh, and uh, that, like, grabbed me. Uh, it reminded me of Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you look in the study notes, and, yeah, it's almost word for word from Psalm 1. And maybe I could read that one. Right, which is also the sign reading for this past Sunday for the psalm. It's like they planned that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, like they knew what they were doing, right? So Psalm 1 reads, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he, and on his law he meditates day and night. And here's where the, the, the trees start coming in from the planet of the streams. Uh, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does... He prospers. And uh, it's just that um, contrast, as Jeremiah was speaking of, and now uh, the psalmist is the contrast of like, you know, when you're walking with sinful people versus walking in the righteousness of Christ, this is what your life is like, you know. And so uh, Jesus kind of does the same things with the blessings and the woes. Like, if you walk with me, here are the blessings that come with you. But if you walk on your own and trust in man, woe to you. Right. You know, this is, there is an end to you. Right. And, you know, and you talk about that walking with Jesus, you know, I talked a little bit on Sunday about this, but, you know, the message, which is a paraphrase of the Bible, mm. you know, I sometimes I like how it words things. And I really liked how it worded this section here in the Gospel of Luke, where it's like they had come both to hear him and to be cured for, of their ailments. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. And this is a part that I really like here. It says, everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Mm -hmm. That power surging from him. And I'm like, you know, that's the same power that surges to us from him. Yeah. That power didn't end there. Nope. It's still going here today in 2022. It's an explosive power. Right. Right. And uh, I haven't checked the Greek, but... Uh, usually when it's this kind of power, it's like where we get the word dynamite from. It's like an explosion of power, like you said. And, uh, this is, this is, uh, the power that Jesus pours out to us. And, uh, not only the power from his voice, but the power from his touch. Which is interesting because, you know, the, the speaking came after the touch, after that power surged out to him. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's days where it's like, oh man, I feel my power is zapped and it's, you know, you got to get that power back to preach, but Jesus went right into it and what a powerful message he gave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That power never runs out. That surging power of him never runs out. And, it, you know, that touch from him shows like the willingness of Jesus to draw near to us and to cross the barriers of sickness and uncleanness and, um, you know cross the barriers of all these things and come to us. And we, in our diseases or our afflictions, feel unapproachable. Right. He approaches us and and touches us. And that's such mm-hmm. an intimate, intimate thing that our Lord does. And it might be because, you know, you look at kind of society culture, you see it starting back with the lepers. You know, they were sick and hurting and they were the outcasts. Mm-hmm. They felt they couldn't be seen or couldn't go near people. Right. Just kind of like how we feel when we're sick or different things. We feel maybe outcasted or even if it's not sickness, if there's like a broken relationship or whatever struggle you might be going through, mm-hmm. a struggle at work, you might feel like that outcast, like, well, I'm not in that group. I can't be a part of that anymore. You know, Jesus wouldn't want me. 
yet he still invites us to come to him. Yeah, you're, you're on to something really great here because when we are struggling in whatever way, body, mind, and spirit, our natural human inclination is to withdraw. Right, to retreat. To retreat. And, and then when we're doing that, we've let go of the promises of God and his love and his nearness, and we retreat and then rely solely upon whatever is left of us to work through this thing. All the while, while we are suffering and getting weaker because of what is troubling us. And it is, thanks be to God, that Jesus is willing to go find us in that place Mm -hmm. and say, look, hey, you need to be with me. And then and only then can we begin to get stronger and be healed and And reconcile and all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you're talking about that idea of retreating or pulling back oneself when we're in that like moment of hardship because we just don't want to be seen or whatever. No, then we're easy prey for the devil. Or the devil. We've talked about this before. I think on gathering place or other times yeah, where yeah. there's importance of being surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ. There's strength. You know, the lion's not going to attack the lone ze- or the zebra with a pack. Mm-hmm. He's going to look for that lone zebra that's the weakest, that's by itself, because there's nobody there to protect to uplift that per- that zebra. Right. And the devil does the same for us when he sees us as the lone sheep out there. He's like, that's my time to pounce on that person because I know they're weak. I know they're struggling. They're more likely to fall into whatever temptations I'm putting in front of them. Yeah, what you just said is I, I saw something similar in the animal kingdom watching one of those shows like where the lion is hunting a whole pack of wildebeests. And um, you know it's looking for that weak one, the young one, the one that can't keep up with the pack. And the the what the community of the wildebeest does is they insulate the young, weak one. And uh, so as they're running along and the, the lion comes to attack, the stronger ones just, like, knock it out of the way because there's strength in the community and uh, they're protecting the younger, weaker ones. And so it's exactly kind of what you described in the community of Christ. We are stronger. We are insulated. We are um, um, When we're insulated, it gives us time to heal, Right. right? around the community of Christ. And um, so it's kind of cool when you see that play out in in the animal world. Right, and, you know, it might be sound cliche, but that whole idea that, you know, having multiple people praying for you over whatever you're struggling with, Mm. there's power in prayer. I know it's a cliche thing, but there really is that power in prayer. You know, instead of just you praying for it, you have your community, your brothers and sisters of Christ praying for that as well. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I know somebody's praying for me, especially if it's like a one-on-one, you kind of get that tingling in your body, like, oh, mm. this this feels though this is good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you you begin to crave the prayers of others right. because it it does provide strength. Uh, Jesus is right is present in those prayers, and so it's it's a it's a channel for us to experience His presence and His power, mm. and so it gives us the strength to take that next step forward. Right, kind of, um, that's yeah. one thing. It's okay to covet is prayers of other mm, people. Yeah, right, for sure. And uh, you know, uh, that's exactly right. You know, the more and more people you can like just ask to pray for you, and you know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to bother people with my problems, you know, and oh, so they have enough of their own problems. Yeah. I don't need to add on to their problems. And so that's Satan already talking to you and saying, oh yeah, just handle this on your own. Handle this on. You your got own. this. You got it. You'll be fine. And all the while, he's kind of rubbing his hands together and licking his chops like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, go ahead. It's going to come crashing own. down on you sooner than you know, my mm-hmm. friend. Yeah, so power in the community. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, really great um, uh, the word of God and just how he is not only looking to look at the people who are coming. Uh, it's people from Judea and Jerusalem. Okay, so these are, you know, people uh, of the Jewish faith, right? Mm-hmm. But also Gentiles from the Tyre and Sidon region. You know, that's like, Jesus is like, okay, come on, everybody. I'm for everybody. Yeah, and everybody's intrigued by the message. So um, that's a great part of Luke's gospel where he's showing, you know, geographically and people orientation that that Jesus will heal all. Right. And his message is for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what other things uh, do you think we can talk about on this, Pastor? Go back here. Let me look. I was in the Jeremiah text there. Yeah. But I think, you know, and even kind of going on that whole idea of being excluded or how we exclude ourselves, you know, verse 22 there in Luke 6, blessed are you when you people hate you and when you they exclude you and revile you, mm. they spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. So even that, like, not only do we maybe exclude ourselves, others might exclude us because of whatever might be going on. Yeah, and um, it's it's not an if word, is it? Blessed are you if people hate you. It's, it's when. when. Oh, great. So like, oh, man, that doesn't sound so comforting. They'll exclude me and revile me and spurn me. I mean, uh, every person desires to be accepted, right? right? And so, like, here's kind of a anti-message of what we crave. You know, we crave acceptance, but Jesus is saying people are going to do this to you. And so you're blessed. And so um, that's a hard that's a hard one to kind of like remember in the middle of. Right. Because, yeah, it's not fun. But but what is fun, what it says there in verse 23, rejoice in that day. And I love this. Leap for joy. <laughs> for behold, your reward is great in heaven. And, yeah, that reward is the greatest reward. For so their fathers did to their prophets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, friends... Uh, when you're getting persecuted by others, uh, rejoice and leap for leap. joy. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. That's uh, You'll really stun the people who are going after you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then just uh, the where Jesus pronounces the woes, just kind of where we were getting at before is like, um, you know, it's like he says, woe to you who are rich, uh, for you have your consolation. I think it's it's not a bad thing for people to have earthly wealth right. uh, as long as you know their faith informs their wealth and how they share their wealth but in this sense Jesus is talking about you know if if you're just relying on your riches to satisfy you and your life woe to you because i mean there's going to come an end to those things and if that's your consolation your riches are your consolation right. kind of reminds me of what we talked about on mondays with Stephen colbert where you talked about that francis chan and we think it was francis chan that said this about yeah. that rope like mm-hmm. you know you had that short portion okay if you have your riches for now but what's it going to be for all eternity right enjoy it now because it's it's fleeting it's going to end yeah and so um and even like the opposite, woe to you when all people speak well of you. Like, huh? Like, uh, you know, wouldn't people, wouldn't you want people to speak well of you? So what you're saying is I should hope that everybody Emmanuel speaks poorly of me? <laughs> yeah, like when we come out of a sermon, you know, I guess Bad we job. should. Yeah, well, Bad. That, that was awful, Pastor. Pastor. What, what were you thinking on that one? 
<laughs> and we'd be like, yeah, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I, you're right. I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole woes are like when we're in that reliance where Jeremiah was talking about, like we're, we're depending on our flesh. Uh, when we're walking, as the psalmist said, in the counsel of the wicked. Depending on the words of others to uplift us. Mm-hmm. And uh, walking away from God. And so this is kind of like, okay, heads up, if you're kind of heading this direction, you ought to be starting to look for God and put your reliance on right. Him. And not saying that God doesn't speak through people to give those words of assurance, because He does speak through those people. His word comes through them. Right. But you got to be careful of who we're taking those words from. Is it... A godly person or not mm. so? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is great. Um, I loved, you know, your message on Sunday, and uh, this has been helpful to me in, like, expanding, you know, getting into the scriptures a little bit, and hopefully it's been uh, helpful to all of you guys. Um, and if you haven't heard Pastor's message, you know, we invite you to go to our website, and, uh, you know, a recorded version of our services and our messages are available for us. So, you know, it might be something as a follow-up if you if you haven't worshipped with us and uh, you get to hear Pastor speak about this in his message. Yeah, so thank you for that, Pastor. It was great to dive deeper into God's Word and get a little more thoughts shared about the text from this past weekend. Yeah, so I look forward to the next time when we're getting together. Me too, and see you guys on Friday. <laughs>